A thousand years ago, our moon was home to a great civilization ruled by Queen Serenity. Everything was peaceful until the arrival of the evil Queen Beryl. To conquer the moon, Queen Beryl unleashed the awesome power of the Megaforce. Although her world was destroyed, Queen Serenity's last hope was the power of the Empyrean Silver Crystal and the Crescent Moon Wand. Only this crystal and wand can combat the power of the Negaforce. Never let our enemies get them or the universe is doomed. But most of all, protect our dear Princess Serena. Understand? Yes! Frozen in moonbeam crystals, the queen sent the princess and the children of the moon to the future on Earth. But their peace was not to last. Evil Queen Beryl followed them, and in a fantastic battle, Sailor Moon banished Beryl back to the Negaverse. But all Sailor Moon's memories of that heroic fight were lost, and now she's just a normal teenager. But not for long. The Negaforce is already sending an evil new enemy to Earth. And so our story begins. Moon Podcast Escalation! My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week, and we watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime, or at least we used to. We're done with Sailor Moon now. Oh, God. We're into an all-new show. No, we are not into an all-new show. It's the same We're into a brand-new, completely different show. That started the week after Sailor Moon ended. Started the week after Sailor Moon ended, (laughs) called Sailor Moon R. That's right, everybody. We are going to be watching uh, Sailor Moon R Episode 1 slash Sailor Moon Episode 47. Yes, yes. So is, so is, uh, so is it returns. about pirates then? Or? Yes, it's a pirate themed, exactly. Arr. Sailor Moon R. Uh, Moon Returns, the mysterious aliens appear. I am so excited about this, but I am also woefully unprepared. Uh, I have not bought the first Sailor Moon R DVDs yet, <gasps> which you would think if there were if there were two people who should own that, it's me and Jordan. <laughs> Neither one of us does. <laughs> do, 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 um, and I have also not played a second of uh, Sailor Moon Another Story, which I said I would play, which I promised I would play. So I'm going to try. I'm going to try and do that for next time. But in the meantime, we have a very special guest to help us kick off Sailor Moon R. Jordan, why don't you introduce her? Why, it's my wife, Devin White, again. Hello, everybody. Now, Devin. Doctor. Doctor. Doctor Devin White. Devin White. <laughs> Dr. White. Uh, can why if you could tell me why mm-hmm. did we ask you to come back for this episode i i just thought it was because i was awesome no. well that's why you <laughs> but why oh. this episode oh, oh, oh well because this was the series with which i started watching sailor moon i had wa- read the the manga but back in the the days when anime was sort of hard to get your hands on in in shopping and whatnot there wasn't amazon.com back then just type in sailor moon nothing like that the only series I could find at my local indie comic book store 
was the Doom Tree series, the uh, VHS box set dubbed Doom Tree series. So this was the first episode of Sailor Moon that I ever watched. Hooray! Now, unless unless I'm mistaken, this would have been a, a perfect place for you to start if you had read the manga, because uh, Alan and Anne, the the Doom Tree saga, is a full creation of the anime is that right yes. do i have that right yes yeah it's not in the manga there's right. no alan so you're getting, in the manga you're getting all new stories of these two quasi incestuous weirdos who show yes. up yes and but, start but making to, tarot card monsters but to be fair the show is very different from the manga even the first season is not yes i mean they sometimes they follow the same plots but generally the attitude in the air of it very different and especially when you're used to the very uh like the art is is very different between the the manga and the and the show and the show is just way goofier just way goofier um so it was it was definitely a a fully different experience than uh than reading the manga and it was weird too that they had they, I can't remember in the manga. Did they all lose their memories in the manga as well? No, we. Uh, Chris looked no. it up last time. They don't. Yeah, no. So it was no, very. That doesn't strange. happen at all. So it was very strange that it was like, oh, they're they've all got crazy sailor amnesia, and uh, they don't remember who each other are. And I'm like, what? My my theory last episode was that when they start when they planned the first season, they were like, well, we don't know if this will be popular, so we'll write this as an ending. And then as they got closer to it, they were like, oh, well, clearly we're really popular, but oh, well, let's keep that ending. And then they just <laughs> undid it as like two episodes later. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, but- as evidenced by the fact that this episode premiered seven days after the last episode, <laughs> which if you don't know, that's like, that is how uh, tokusatsu shows do that as well, where there's, you know, Generally, tokusatsu shows, uh, Kamen Rider and Super Sentai, and even Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, the live action show, they have a run of between 45 and 50 episodes. And then when one stops, there's like a week or two weeks, and then the next one starts. Jeez. And they just air every week. The only the only time there's a break is when there's like Olympics, <laughs> and, they, and they just don't show it. How uh, which they... is why Kamen Rider Forze is, is too short. Like, that's crazy, because that seems like... That means they have to make the shows either either they have no breaks ever or they have to make the shows in faster than a week, which is. Well, essentially, uh, they have I, I know that for tokusatsu, uh, I don't know how it is for animation and Sailor Moon specifically, but in tokusatsu, they have different teams that switch off. So you'll have team A, team B, and maybe even team C. And then team A is working on the show that's on now. And Team B is, like, writing and plotting and casting the show that's going to be on next year so that they can just immediately get right to it. I don't know. Like, I have no idea what would happen if one of these poor, beautiful children got injured <laughs> because that would totally screw up the show. Uh, but that's, you know, in the live action stuff, that's why they if you watch three years of Super Sentai or three years of Kamen Rider or, or both, you're going to see the same sets over and over. They always fight in a quarry. They always fight in a parking garage and they always fight in a warehouse. <laughs> so I imagine that with animation, it's got to be kind of the same thing. I mean, we've talked before about how you can tell when there are different teams of animators working on uh, individual episodes. So I imagine they just cycle through. Sure. You're, and that's right. why there's such a, a weird variation in how Sailor Moon looks every week. I also know that from what I understand, the reason that we do start season two with a giant 
story that has nothing to do with the manga is because, again, they were making the manga and the TV show at the same time. And so they were just like, all right, we're just going to do this that has nothing to do with the manga. So the manga can go on and do what it wants to do and we can get back to it later. Well, I, I got to say, I love the Doomtree stuff. Oh, We've too. talked before about how much uh, we love the Rainbow Crystal stuff, which mm-hmm. is another one of those things where there's, you know, seven episodes that have nothing to do with the manga and just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah the crystal is now seven crystals and they're going to get the seven crystals and make them one crystal and whatever. Who cares? <laughs> it, it feels like it's padding it out. It feels like it might even be giving uh, Takeuchi time to catch up with where the, the manga was running. Sure. I mean, it, but, it, it works because the, the show is so different from the manga. Like, it doesn't seem to 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 hurt it you know to to have that little change of pace no i i think those episodes like those seven episodes of the first season stack up against anything like they're seven of the best episodes of the show i think yeah uh and i feel the same way about alan and Anne and the doom tree stuff uh mm-hmm. because which by the way i don't like calling him ale i think that's <laughs> that's a weird name it's so he's weird be alan. right yeah but i, I like alan it i like it that stuff. together their names are alien Alan. Yeah, it's I weird. get it. I know. <laughs> it's weird. All right, you know uh, what? Here's what I'm doing. I'm actually going to okay. do the work since who else is going to do it but us, right? So this okay. episode that we're about to watch came out on television in Japan on March 6, 1993. I'm looking up when Here we go. Here we go. Uh oh, that's the book. The, the the collected edition, volume three of Sailor Moon, which has chapters 10, 11, and 12, which goes up to reincarnation, came out in April of 93. The manga collections are coming out really close to the TV shows. Now, I don't know. I'm trying to find if I can see where when the actual chapters well, surely, came out. So, yeah, it would have been running weekly in a magazine, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Do you think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how all, all manga comes out. So then it would have come out probably a long time before or shortly before. I mean, probably fairly shortly before. I mean, it was certainly Here's what's weird. I mean, but then I guess how many chapter each each act is just one thing, right? What do you mean? Uh, Okay. When it says act one, Yusagi Sailor Moon Moon is going to be one chapter. It's just going to be. So that'll be the one thing that comes out one week. And then the next week, Amy will come out. And the next week, Ray will come out. Yes. See, what's weird about that is then volume two, it says, came out in October of 92. That has four chapters in it. And then, like I said, volume three came out in April of 93, and it only has three chapters in it. So I don't know why they're coming out so far apart. When I, maybe I can... Well, it starts in it starts in uh, the magazine is called Nakayoshi uh, between 92 and 97. So I have no idea when they would have actually ran. If anybody knows, if anyone would like to write in, if it was like, yeah, you morons. <laughs> Please let us know. Please tell us. We really should do the work ahead of time and have all these things prepared, but uh, we're slackers and we don't. We're like Usagi in that respect. Yeah, that, that's something to it's, aspire towards. It's thematic. We're doing it for thematic reasons. Clearly, surely. Right, yes. Chris? Back me up. Yes. Thank you. Obviously. Ridiculous. Okay. So, let's see. Uh, let's talk about... Uh, before... I say, Wiki Moon falling down on the job, not having the original publication dates. Right? You'd think it would be relatively easy to find, but... Then again, I think about I think the same is true for like issues of comics. Like it's hard to find other than the cover date, which is not when they come out. It's like near when they come out. Other than that, most places don't have like the actual release date of a comic book. That's true. That is true. Now, Devin, you were a guest way, way back early. In yeah. The show. Yeah. Back when uh, when Mercury was being introduced, because she's my favorite. 
Yes. So very, very early on. Right. So if anyone wants to hear about your history with Sailor Moon and your collages that you made, they can go back and uh, <laughs> check that out. Now, uh, do you just want to talk about Sailor Moon R or would you like to answer some listener questions? Oh, gosh, I can I can answer listener questions, I suppose. All right. Well, let's do a few listener questions before we get into the episode. OK, let's see. Let's see. Have any have have any of us seen the Scooby Doo and Kiss movie? If so, would you describe the plot as Sailor Moon esque? Uh, the lobotomist okay. asks this. <laughs> I have not seen the movie, but I have been told, and I have actually seen clips of this. Kiss has magical girl transformation sequences what? that are <laughs> literally based on the Sailor Moon transformation sequences. Oh like Ace Freely's is Sailor Venus's. <laughs> oh, oh dear. And I, that, more than anything else, made me want to see that movie. Because, look, I'm, I'm going to get real close to the mic here. Uh, Kiss is terrible, and their marketing is mostly terrible. <laughs> oh, no. Like, that Archie comic was great. That Archie, like, the Kiss Me's Archie was actually really, really fun. But, I mean, look, I already got Scooby-Doo meeting John Cena. So, my, I am good. <laughs> I am good on Scooby-Doo crossovers for right now. I did cover a Kiss song once. Uh, but it was God Save God Gave Rock and Roll to You, which A wasn't written by Kiss, and B I really covered it because it was Bill and Ted did it. <laughs> so it doesn't. I don't know how much that counts. I don't think that I don't think that counts at all. Okay, you need to you need to cover She's So European, my, my favorite Kiss song. <laughs> Not familiar. Uh, she although, walked in like a lady. My other favorite Kiss thing is that there was a miss a book of misheard lyrics, and they misheard I Want to Rock and Roll Every Night to I All Night is no, is it's, how that. Right, sorry. They misheard it as I want to rock and roll all night and part of every day. Yes. Which is pretty classic. <laughs> so I guess the answer is no. We have not seen the movie. But I have yeah, seen sequences. I would encourage everyone to go check those out because it is kind of amazing to see them literally recreating the Sailor Moon transformation sequences. That's pretty funny. Kids. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, what other genres do you think it would be fun to see the scouts in? Not necessarily with their powers. Uh, Jake something or other asks this. Well, we've seen them in kind of a beach comedy already. <laughs> I I love I love the idea of just like superheroes take a vacation and they have wacky vacation hijinks. Every time that happens, I am one million percent into it. I would love to see that. What what are we talk What are you talking about? Uh, Pension Adams. You think of that as a beach comedy uh, when it was a haunted house, basically. Yeah, but part of it was a beach like comedy. Like two seconds. The parts where they throw balls at Usagi's face. That's the extent yes. of the beach comedy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Poor Usagi. Uh, I mean, sure. Let's see. I mean, again... It, it's weird to say this, but it would be interesting to see the Sailor Scouts in a superhero story. And I know well, I that mean, they are in a superhero story. <laughs> you, mean, you mean in an American superhero. style superhero right, right, story? Right. Yeah, you're thinking like Marvel Comics again. Yeah, like a more traditional superhero story where where they actually like are superheroes instead of instead of what they really are, which is like like paranormal fighters or something. I'm sorry. Do you think there is? <laughs> do you think? Are you telling me you don't think superheroes can fight monsters? I'm saying, you know, like a, again, in like a crime fighting world. No, this is this is a magical girl genre as opposed to a superhero genre. Yeah. I oh, mean, I get it. You want to see them fighting against real crimes. <laughs> well, not necessarily. You want, you want like the, you want like the uh, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to say what I was going to say cuz it's too horrifying a thought. Okay. 
good, probably. I, I know, don't know that we, I want to hear it. We you want to see the dark and gritty Doom. Sailor Moon? No, I don't want to see dark and gritty Sailor Moon. You want to see him want... track down a serial murderer with a vicious pattern? What, we okay. want to see, like, noir Sailor Moon? Now now I want to see Sailor Moon versus Hannibal. But Sailor, I, I, Sailor Noir? <laughs> I didn't want to see that until you said that. Sailor Moon would definitely accidentally eat human flesh if that happened. <laughs> you are 100% right. Oh, oh man. guys. Oh, guys. Why, guys, why guys, is this happening? Guys, let me tell you a secret. We've oh, been getting no. a lot of fanfic from our, our readers. I would put... one, one reader. No, no, no. We've gotten a few. We've gotten from multiple readers. We've gotten fanfic now. Uh, I would put money on some of our listeners being fanables, and I think at least one of them is going to want to write this story about Hannibal manipulating Kusagi into eating someone's flesh. And right, I will, can't we wait to read about, this. I can't we wait. We'll talk about your use of the word fanable later. <laughs> uh, I, have, I would also I like to see nothing to the say. Scouts. I would also like to see the Silver Scouts in a musical where they fought Dracula. Oh, if, well. If someone can, if someone can help, like make that happen, I am into it. T- good. Thankfully for you, we have a time traveler who listens, who has gone back in time and made an official Sailor Moon production of that. Oh, awesome! Fantastic. <laughs> We got uh, look, look Halloween special. We're getting close to October. Halloween special. We're gonna watch the musical where they fight Dracula. We'll, we'll find it. We will find it. I'm saying it right now. That is what we're going to do. All for right, Halloween. Chris, here's my here's my question. Here's my fan question. If you could see Sailor Moon fight Dracula, which Dracula would you want them to fight? Now you can't pick the Dracula from Sailor Moon musical. <laughs> you have to pick okay. a Dracula from well, some other yet, media. So. I know, I know. I just don't want you to say the one she actually fights. No. I mean, it could be Gary know, I, Oldman. I read a comic. I read a comic with Dracula in it. But okay. he's he's the hero of that comic. Uh, like, look, I mean, you know my favorite Dracula is Marvel Comics Dracula. Is like, it really Marvel your Comics favorite? Dracula and, well, Marvel Comics Dracula and Castlevania Dracula are my two favorite Draculas. Okay. Like, Gene Colan-ass Marvel Dracula, like, the real one. <laughs> the real Dracula with the mustache, not the guy running around now talking same, about being Dracula. Same guy. Same guy. No, different guy. Same no, guy. No, no. He shaved guy. his mustache, grew his hair out really long, and dyed it white. No, no. That's <laughs> unacceptable. I don't accept it. I, re- I reject it. That, that you can do what you want with your head cannon. Marvel, like head Marvel cannon. Dracula, like cool ass Gene Colan Marvel Dracula. That's who I'd like to see him fight. You don't want to see him fight her, her fight, uh, like Grandpa Munster, maybe? or No, he wasn't Dracula. He was Grandpa I know, Munster. I know. I know. I want to see Sailor Moon meets Archie. I feel like we're close to that happening. That would be amazing. Is he going to turn into pure heart? Yes, he's yeah. going to turn into he'll pure have, heart. Like, well, it would make more sense if it was Super Teen, who was Betty's pure heart identity in the pure heart universe. <laughs> oh, is I that mean, a I different guess, universe? Yeah. It, it is. Yeah, it, the pure heart stuff is not parallel. <laughs> Damn it. I thought they just didn't think about it much. <laughs> <laughs> so like if Jughead like falls, Archie's like, oh, I could have turned into a superhero. I just didn't think of it fast enough. Ridiculous. I mean, he could have turned into a superhero too. Anyway, ridiculous. Jedi shows up in Riverdale, and he's like, <laughs> he's like shops, "Yeah, these these kids today are really interested in having two dates at once. They generate yeah. so much energy." <laughs> oh, so he, uh, you know, he invests in a nightclub. <laughs> That's where teens go on dates, right? Nightclubs. That's oh. what they did in Buffy. Yeah, I, I guess that is true. They did have their their weird all ages nightclub where Chiba Mato played <laughs> the Bronze. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. What else we got? 
Uh, and can I tell you, uh, I'll just acknowledge this because we'll probably move on because Nick Callahan, actually, the next question was, do you think a street level Sailor Moon storyline could work? Not necessarily gritty, but fighting gangsters and robbers. <laughs> Pretty funny that I don't. <laughs> we just I talked about don't. that. No, gangsters yeah. and robbers would be <sighs> they have to have powers. <laughs> like I could see her fighting Dr. Octopus, but I can't see her fighting the Kingpin. Besides, how are gangsters and robbers not gritty? You don't want to see you don't want to see Kingpin blowing up the Skino household. <laughs> exactly. She figures she out signed to Kingpin. <laughs> Nothing said gangster until this. And in the name of the moon, I'll punish you. Gang- okay, you know what? Here actually I can answer this question too, Devin's question by by also answering this other question, which is how how is it not gritty? Sailor Moon versus the gangsters from Dick Tracy. Awesome. <laughs> then it's not gritty. It's a little fun. <laughs> she takes on flat top and mumbles. It's a little I don't, I don't, I I actually think that is, okay, I love Sailor Moon, obviously, (laughs) right? Like, we agree on that. Sure. We're here every week. I don't think Sailor Moon is one of those characters that is particularly adaptable, because Sailor Moon embodies a particular genre. Like, in the way that I feel like Batman can work in multiple kinds of stories, because, you know, you can do, like, a a, a gritty street-level story with Batman, or you can have him fly around in his Bat-Rocket like on Brave and the Bold, or you can, you know, have him be a world-traveling adventurer, like in the Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams stuff. Superman embodies the superhero genre, so it's much harder for him to break out of it. Like, you don't really want to see a grim and gritty Superman story. And if you do, you're wrong. I'm sorry. You hear <laughs> like, that, Zack Snyder? I know you're listening. Yeah, he listens. He's a fan. <laughs> uh, but, like, Sailor Moon, because Sailor Moon is, like, so evocative of the magical girl genre, like, I don't feel like there's a lot that you can do, like, with her out- outside of that. I think it would be, like, too weird because so many of the conventions are either embodied by what we see in Sailor Moon or their reaction to what we see in Sailor Moon or they're codified by what we see in Sailor Moon. Like, I, I feel like it would be much harder for Sailor Moon to break out of the, those particular genre conventions because they're so ingrained in what it is. So I don't like I honestly don't think that you could do a story where Sailor Moon is just fighting regular crime. I, I don't think that's you know necessarily a flaw in Sailor Moon. Because obviously I like Sailor Moon and I like the way that they deal with those genre conventions. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm oh, wrong. And face it, Usagi doesn't get out of bed unless the entire planet's in danger. Anything less yeah. of that, she's not getting out of bed. The entire planet or Naru. Same thing. And nobody wants to see Naru, like nobody wants to see Naru, like you know, strung out on heroin. <laughs> like and Sailor Moon, like one of those stories where superheroes suddenly learn drugs exist. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! 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 Yeah, you uh, don't want that. No! 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 no. Please Ow. don't write that fan fiction. Ow, Man, I don't know. I don't know. Ow, my brain. All right, let's let's just go into Sailor Moon. Well, uh, no, but, but, uh, no, actually, before we do Next. that, I do want to do a fanfic check-in because, of, like I said, oh, we, we, I already mentioned okay. we got so many. We've gotten a lot since last Ooh. time we talked. We, we have gotten four written fanfics, a link to an entire huge fanfic series that was written in the old days, and uh, the promise of another one. So, first, let's go to the ones you were talking about that you alluded to, that you said one person was writing a lot of them. Yes, that is uh, David Pendris wrote two. He wrote one for you, Chris, in which, as you saw, I'm sure, uh, Sailor Jupiter fights in uh, Atlanta. Yes, I read that one. Sailor Moon, <laughs> Sailor Jupiter joins WCW in the 90s. Yep, pretty amazing. And he also wrote one of Sailor Moon in uh, Connecticut for me, uh, which is pretty crazy. In addition, we got two, 
two Queen Barrel Crepe Shop fictions. <gasps> Did we really? Yes. <laughs> we got two. <laughs> one called Food Court Fury, the Negaverse opens a crepe shop, and one called The Crepe Shop is a Portal to Hell, Queen Barrel is Reborn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is delightful. Pretty amazing. That is fantastic. Again, you can go into, you can look through our favorites and you'll see the links. And also I try to retweet them as well. Uh, in, and then in addition, the old stuff we, we got sent, we talked about Hellblazer in the last podcast or two podcasts ago. Somebody sent a link to a giant fanfic thing of like, it looks like, uh, I don't know, six or seven, eight chapters uh, called Sailor Hellblazer about Constantine's niece. Is it Gemma or Gemma? Gemma? Becoming a Sailor Scout, basically. Do you know Constantine's niece? Yes, isn't it? Oh, yes. I am familiar. I am familiar with Hellblazer. (laughs) So, and I I noticed that all of these, like, or at least I guess the first two parts are named after songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Accidents will happen, London Calling. I don't know the other ones. They can't all be. Oh, this is. So, this is like old. (laughs) This is an old page. I know, because it's like. It says last updated in 98. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Last updated September 27th, 1998. Wow. So so does that mean it has like a purple background and all these animated gifs and things that are sparkling and No, they they either they either they had good enough taste not to do that or all of those files expired and disappeared. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the internet in the 90s. Uh and then finally, oh in fact, no, you know what? Here it is. Here's chapter 1 of the other one. So we we got one more. Uh, the fanfic about the uh, small business that Jedi never got the chance to use before he died that he already had started. Uh, somebody sent us a link. To chapter one, we meet the CEO of a crane game toy empire by day, Yoma by night. <laughs> with uh, Dealing with new intern Molly Baker. <laughs> no, no, really? Are you yes. serious? Oh, yes, I I'm looking wait. at it right now. I cannot oh. wait to read that. I love how much Sailor Business fanfic we're getting. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Pretty great. I'm so excited. I, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. So I can't wait to find out which of her friends Yusagi eats. Oh. No, no, oh. no, no. Um, well, we know which one of her friends uh, Sailor Jupiter eats. Am I oh, right? terrible. <laughs> All right, now we can get to the episode. No, 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 no. <laughs> did it just take you that long to figure out? <laughs> no. Yes, it did. <laughs> All right, this is a big episode, guys. Let's do it. That's right. We are going into Sailor Moon R, the first episode. It's episode number 47. Moon returns. The mysterious aliens appear. You can watch it on Hulu, which is where I am watching it, because, again, did not buy the DVDs, so I have not seen the new dub. Uh, I will have it uh, not for next week because we're going to also record that today. But when we come back for the next two episodes, I will have that DVD. Now, you must be and so folks, excited because you get to do an folks, intro. Our yes. heroine is Yusagi Skino. She's 14 years old. Her, she's a cancer and her blood type is, oh, it's back. It's back. But that's it. That's all it's, the info she gives. Yes, because she's not Sailor Moon. Right. Because she is just a normal, happy middle school student whose life is going along peaceful and great because all of the same Darian and Memru have lost their memories. The cats fine. <laughs> the cats remember everything. Well, they didn't die. And are just like resigned to not talking about it. How frustrating. How frustrating. They just have to sit around and be cats. Yeah. Like, so, uh, okay. I don't want to get into this right away. Yes, you do. 
Yes, I do. <laughs> so they're like literally just living as cats now. Like that, they're like. First of all, I'm going to say that's why they're spending so much time together because it's clear Luna doesn't really like Artemis that much. <laughs> but, as we learn. <laughs> but she has to spend time with him all the time because he's the only person she could talk to. Yes. <laughs> I don't but know. Like, she could go find her boyfriend from last season. She can't talk to him. Yeah, well, she I guess could. It just wouldn't talk. matter. <laughs> yes, that's true. But he is a reincarnated monster, so yeah, yeah. If, well, you know, maybe maybe he can talk. Maybe he can at least. What monster did he turn into? Because they said their own names, right? Oh, what did he? Well, he definitely said Meow Fresh. Um, Meow Fresh. <laughs> what was his just name? Awful. I forget his name. Uh, probably Rhett like Butler. Yeah. Rhett oh, Butler. Rhett Butler. So it's adorable oh, that we when we oh, the f- first shot of the episode is the Sukino household and you can see the two cats just sitting on the roof watching everything happen, which is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what else we get that excited me? In I this? do. I do. Yeah. Know. No. We 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 yes. We noticed. Yes. Go ahead. Toast say. in the mouth for like yep. a fraction yep. of a second before she falls on her face and drops the toast. But yes, definitely. Yes, there. the toast is the toast is back. The we were, we the were thinking introduction of you. is back. It's all back for season two. <laughs> Better than ever. <laughs> so yeah, so, the episode starts oh, with Yusagi falling down, being late for school, and you see, yeah, and you see the two cats on the roof going, "Oh yeah, they, it's, it's nice for them. They get to have a normal life." It's been they don't, two months. It's been slash months. one week. <laughs> it's been two. It's been two months. That's it. That's all it's been is two months. But they've had. I was surprised. They're having a normal life. They don't remember any of it. And then Artemis tries to put the moves on Luna. <laughs> he <laughs> and goes. Luna tears him open. She go, he goes, yeah, we maybe we should start settling down. And she calls him a pervert and scratches his face open. Which is, like, okay, look, all he's doing is kind of leaning in and saying, hey, maybe we can settle down. That's not really the action of a pervert. That doesn't really warrant that reaction, I don't think. Like, I, yes, he's up in her personal space, and that is wrong. <laughs> he's like, I thought we could get married. And she's like, pervert, get away. Yeah. Like he, he doesn't even he tell like maybe to... we could have a nice little litter of talking kittens. Like he just says we could settle down. Oh, that's really funny. If they tried, if they had a litter of talking kittens before, <laughs> without anybody knowing, would they have to be like, shut up, shut up, kittens, shut up? Amazing. <laughs> I think there is nothing that like there is nothing more like Silent Hill or or, or Call of Cthulhu than coming across a basket of kittens crying with human baby voices. <laughs> That would be the most terrifying thing in the world. Just, just instant madness. Just, just make a will save. Just nope. We've got all of Usagi's greatest hits here. Uh, she's got toast in her mouth. She's late for school. She forgets her bag. She's not doing so hot in her grades, so she is being forced to stand out in the hall with a bucket of water on her head. Is that common uh, in Japan? Does that just happen all the time? Are I there think just it people is. in Japan right now with buckets of water on their head. It's probably I have seen it in enough anime where it can't it like it can't just be a fictional thing. Although I was listening I was listening to a podcast uh last night. I was listening to an episode of the dollop where they were talking about the roommates tape, you know, put the tape down the middle of the apartment thing. Right. And how that has clearly never happened in real life. Exactly. I was gonna say on every sitcom. I was gonna say maybe it happens about as often as people fall into quicksand. It's a major concern. Major concern. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, Amy we... comes along and and jabs her head of sweat from holding this button bucket on her head. No, no, it's her tears. It's all, 
Oh, she's crying. Tears? I'm sorry. He, he wipes. She gently wipes away her tears. <laughs> it's almost like this. Ami Mizuno is a kind-hearted girl genius. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> and then, of course, Usagi accidentally pours the bucket of water on her teacher. See, that's what I would imagine would happen all the freaking time if you actually did this in schools. Just buckets of water on people's heads, like. There's going to be water all over the place. Then they probably make them clean it up. I do really love that Usagi calls her, calls her, uh, you know, he's like, oh, Haruna is so heartless. And Haruna's clearly just like waiting on the other side of the door for Usagi. (laughs) She's like, talk shit, talk shit about me. I will come out there. Like, like no one is learning anything in English class that day. It's just like she has her ear to the door, like mumbling about Usagi. She's up to here with her shit. Uh, so Haruna comes out and, yes, uh, gets uh, a bucket of water on her because Haruna keeps talking shit about Usagi. She tells Amy that nothing good will come out of hanging around uh, Usagi. And that incenses uh, Usagi to the point where she dumps a bucket of water accidentally. Yeah, I was going to say, it's ac- it's an accident. But she uh, just leans forward. I mean, it, it would be easy enough to do. <laughs> it just seems such a weird punishment. I don't have the DVD, so I'm not taking screenshots of this episode, but like, just go watch it because there are so many mm-hmm. good visuals. Like, even in just this early part, like, so many great reactions from everybody. Yeah, this is a great episode, especially, I mean, again, it's it's a throwback to the beginning of season one where we're like literally getting to do her origin all over again and a little bit of her like solo adventures all over again, which is so much fun. We, we loved those episodes when we saw them the first time and they're fun again now. Uh, but but thankfully yes. they they do don't drag it out because that's the thing that sucks about comic books right when they are like rebooting it and it's like oh good we get to watch Peter Parker get bitten by a spider again I've have I've never seen that before like they don't they don't drag it out and that's what's really nice about it true yeah I mean all five scouts are in this episode and they will be mm-hmm. scouts by the end of the next episode so it yeah. it, it does move very quickly but Which it does nice. have that that flavor. Mm-hmm. of those very early episodes where it's just Usagi, you know, trying to figure out why her cat can talk. <laughs> so Yeah, it's, it's really well done. As Usagi's in bed that night, Yay. the city explodes. <laughs> and in keeping with me being me and commenting on the same things I always comment on, my favorite part of this is Luna sleeping on her and then her, like, kicking Luna off of the bed accidentally when she wakes up. It's so cute. <laughs> it's so cute. Yes. Which, which you actually did to our cat this morning. I, it was yesterday morning, but yes, I did. <laughs> So a meteor comes out of the sky and there is a gigantic explosion. Huge, huge. To the point where Usagi thinks it's an earthquake and as you are meant to do in an earthquake, just covers her head in her blanket. (laughs) And and Luna, of course, is like, I have a bad feeling about that. She says that in a minute, yes. You have a bad feeling about a giant explosion downtown? I'm, I'm on board with you. So oh, the actual, it's not actually a meteorite. It's a, uh, like a bean. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, like a weird bean that like inchworms inch its way out of this crater and then starts flying around. It's super weird. Uh, yeah, big yeah. veiny green bean. Yeah. Veiny <laughs> yeah, green bean. Exactly. Big veiny green bean. The green bean's flying around. The next day, everybody is, or no, I guess it's not even the next day. It's that night. Because yeah. some people are still in their pajamas. Everybody's uh, in their pajamas. It's pretty funny. No, not everybody. Some uh, people are... Yeah, I guess some people are still dressed. You're right. I mean, Ray's not, for one thing. Because, yeah, all the Sailor Scouts uh, have gathered around to check out this crater. They've been drawn to it mysteriously. And Gramps. Uh, 
Yeah, and Gramps. And everyone uh, in town. Yeah, a lot of people. And everyone in town. We do not see Yuichiro, so he is back at the temple. So we see Ray, we see Grandpa, we see uh, Minako, we see Usagi, and uh, and Ami Mizuno. And then we see Makoto. <laughs> wait, wait. Before we get to Makoto, actually, the English version has one of the best English parts dialogue is when Serena meets uh, Amy there because <laughs> she goes, hi, Amy. Hi, Serena. Big hole. Yep. <laughs> Big hole. <laughs> that is the perfect, that's the perfect piece of soggy dialogue. Big hole. <laughs> Big hole. Uh, so... Makoto shows up, bumps into Usagi accidentally. Usagi turns around to be like, hey, why'd you bump into me? And then immediately gets terrified by this towering giant five foot six. Five foot six. <laughs> and she goes, oh, hey. Like, Makoto's like, oh, hey, I'm sorry. Uh, and Usagi's response is to go, oh, you're that hefty girl who just transferred to our school. Like, how dare you? How dare you? Well, you don't have to use the word hefty, says Makoto. And then speaking of hefty, the best part of this scene, in my opinion, of course, the, another classic favorite comes back to haunt us. Usagi finds a piece of paper that says 80% off on candy and out comes a voice going, uh, what does he say? If you eat nothing but sweets, you'll turn you your body sweets, into a bun too. Body into a bun too. Yeah, you'll be a bun, a bun body instead of just a bun head. And Usagi goes, that obnoxious voice. <laughs> Which... I actually really like. Okay, look. Once again, we're back to we're back to default with this fucking asshole. But I do like that since they like they made sure to recreate their first meeting at the end of the last episode. And by recreate, I mean they use the they recycled the footage from yes. the first episode. Yes, but they recreate that first meeting so that the dynamic is already there when we start again with season two. Like, uh-huh. so that we already know, like, okay, Memory has lost all his memories and returned to his default state of being an asshole. <laughs> now, here's my question. Memory was Tuxedo Mask because he lost his memories in the first season. Uh-huh. Now he has lost memories again, including the memories of getting back the memories that he previously lost. Yes. Yeah, it sucks to him. He's still Tuxedo Mask. He is not Tuxedo Mask. He's not Tuxedo Mask. But you, no, you no. know, you know what's going to happen. You know. Oh, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> um, and it doesn't make any some, sense, but you know what's going to happen. <laughs> some cultural appropriation is going to happen. <laughs> this scene is great. They are hilarious, and they're back at it again. And and Usagi is furious, and he calls her Bunhead, and he says she's going to have a bun body, and and she's like, "Why do you even care?" And he's like, "I don't. I just thought I'd warn you." <laughs> To the Japanese audio, the word odonko is thrown around so much. It's like one of the words I recognize, and it's in this scene 27 times. Pretty classic. While everyone's gawking at the big hole, uh, we meet Alan Ann, or Alan and Ann, as we will be referring to them. That is their American name. Now, so what what happened here was a giant bean crash landed in a giant in a parking lot, made a giant crater, flew up into the sky, looked around nearby buildings, went Oh, that apartment is empty. <laughs> yeah, found an apartment. <laughs> and just, like, <laughs> filled up an apartment with stuff. For some reason, the, like, penthouse apartment of a nearby building is just dead empty. And for the entire rest of the season, nobody's going to go, oh, we've rented it. <laughs> they just hey, get to have it forever now. Let me ask you a quick question, Jordan. <laughs> Please. Do you think it's unusual that there's an apartment in the Juban district that is empty? Like, do you think that... that- in this place where the economy is 
completely based on Jedi? Do you think it's weird that there would be some <laughs> I don't know, man. People would have trouble finding renters. Like, yeah, we're looking to move to a place where no one goes into a coma all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've been, like, every member of my family has been in two four, in four comas, so we're moving to Yokohama. I don't yeah. know. <sighs> Anywhere but Juban. So we do get to meet these two green-skinned, uh, uh, bright-haired aliens. Uh, yeah, they I both... will say, right off the start, I love their designs. I right. love Alex's designs. They're really great. She has uh, uh, pink hair with blue streaks, and he has blue hair with pink streaks, and they both have green skin and pointy ears. And he has a, a little earring. I don't think she has an earring, does she? I can't remember. No, I don't think so. Um, and they have these elaborate Star Trek outfits. Yes, it's so yeah. cool. They're great. Now, what are they? Well, I believe uh, he, they're aliens, but for some reason, as Devin pointed out, they're aliens who are super familiar with Greek mythology. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that that was, uh, you know, hey, I mean, like, Earth, do we we've want... never been to Earth. Let me spout some of its mythology from particular regions a long time ago. The hero Perseus. Okay. Uh... <laughs> do we want to get into what they are, though? Do we already want to get into what they are? Well, we can get into what they are from now. Clearly, they're elves. Space elves. Space elves. They're aliens. Okay, look. They're clearly lovers who decide to pretend to be brother and sister. Yes. But, spoiler warning for about eight episodes from now, they're also kind of actually brother and sister. Wait, what? I don't remember that. Oh, I can't. This is going to get crazy. They're the children of the Doom Tree. They're the... Well, okay, but that's different. That's like we're all children is, of Earth. Is it? Is it? Yes. I mean, Devin different? are both children of Earth, so we're brother and sister, and we're married. Ew. <laughs> Thank you for using yourself as an example to uh, defend that. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, but also, uh, I do want to point out how mad yeah, Devin so that's, got. That's how they do it in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, Southerner. <laughs> <laughs> Stereotype. Um, yep, so. I know, I know. Uh, well, you're making alien stereotypes. Actually, two things. But no, that. I'm telling you what's actually going to happen. Because <laughs> I was going to say the other thing I... Oh, no, the other thing I know about that is not... A, I was getting confused with Rocky Horror, and I was thinking <laughs> that they pretend to be brother and sister there. But no, they really are brother and sister and lovers there. It's in the sequel to Rocky Horror, Shock Treatment, where the same actors play brother and sister, but it turns out they're really not brother and sister. They're just lovers. Complicated story. Okay, So moving. it's an alien thing? You're saying it's an alien thing. <laughs> but they weren't aliens in the second movie. So anyway. Or were they? <laughs> anyway, what I meant to say was, Devin got really aggravated because in this scene in the American version, they talk about how they heard about Earth from Queen Beryl. Oh, yes. Again, <laughs> everything's the negaforce and the negaverse and the nega this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, no, 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 no. We defeated Queen Barrel, and that's it. We're done. They're We're like, done. Queen Barrel. Queen Barrel was right. This place really is full of energy. No, this is going to no. be a nice. <sighs> this is not the negaverse fact. This is not the power of the negaforce. They were having this a is something new. They were just calling up and chatting with her on the phone one day, and she was like, "Yeah, yeah no, I've but but Luna keeps all this saying, <laughs> Luna keeps saying the negaforce is back. Yes, this is does. negaforce energy. Blah blah blah. Negaforce. Blah blah blah. No." No, no, no. Devin is Do very not. mad about this. I am because it completely, I, I don't know, it, it it minimalizes the victory from last season. They defeated her. Done. Yeah, I, I completely, I completely agree with Devin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, completely don't trivialize agree. last season. They defeated her and took some names. However, that said, if they aren't, like, I can see why they, why they did it. Because if they aren't tied to Queen Barrel somehow... 
then why are the Sailor Scouts fighting them? And why do the Sailor Scouts' attacks work on them? Because the Sailor Scouts, the whole reason they are Sailor Scouts is because of what happened with Queen Beryl. Their destiny is intertwined with Queen Beryl. At the end of Queen Beryl, they should be done until these assholes come back from the future to specifically target them. Alan and Anne, like, this is, like, this really is a Western-style superhero thing because they're just new supervillains in the same city, right? It's the Sailor Scouts who have to fight them is a little weird by the standards of the show. Well, but, it's, but it's, who else is going to fight them? I don't know. Common Rider? <laughs> it's Red because Man? Red Man was a fake fictional hero. <sighs> it's because they're they're very similar to Queen Barrel. I mean, again, they they are not Queen Barrel, but they Melvin. do. Tuxedo Melvin? No. They do go. the exact same stuff that Queen Barrel does. They the energy they stuff. drain energy and they call forth monsters to do it. Yeah, well, no, they're slightly different monsters. monsters. Uh, so this is also where where Alan uh, pulls out his his little flute and starts playing his melody for the first time, which is different in the Japanese than it is in the American. Yeah, which weirded me out. They both start exactly the same way, which is do 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 do, but then from there they go to different places, and it was like, what what why this is just off a little bit. Why is this happening? It's very weird. Are you going to do a ukulele version? Uh, no, no, I, I uh, you know, no. <laughs> oh man. I want people listening to know that there was not, like, a break. There was just, like, that was how long it took for George to be like, oh, I mean, you know, yeah, I've got my ukulele right here. Well, he literally <laughs> does have his ukulele by him, and yes. he's at the computer. It's hanging above me. And, and he has these little hangers for them on the wall, yeah, so, they're so they're literally right just hanging right in front of him. <laughs> he does not go far from his ukuleles. So, so, Ziz. That plural was on purpose. Yes, I do have more than one. I can, I can, I got my melodica here, too, I'll... The melodica might be better for it. Something like that. My anyway. life is filled with so much music. <laughs> anyway, that was the American version. The Japanese version starts out the same way, but then it's all different, and I don't have it memorized yet. So that's weird. So uh, they decide to take human form as high schoolers, <laughs> like you should, like, like you monsters do. would. Why, like why? you do. What? Well, it's that or start a business, and it's a lot cheaper to just buy a sailor outfit. No! Why can't they just be a rich husband and wife? Yeah, because, like, because it's Why do they pretend girls? to be high schoolers? Why do they pretend to be high schoolers? Why do they pretend to be brother and sister? Like, why, why, why? Well, brother and sister, I guess because they're both showing up at the same time. Right. And high schoolers, because we've already determined that the juiciest of juicy energy comes from teenage girls. They haven't decided that yet. It would be really, (laughs) really creepy if you were like, all right, so we're going to be a couple of 30-somethings hanging out at the high school. Um, yes, as Nephi told us. Why don't they just move us. into the mansion on the edge of town and right. be two new millionaires? Right. <laughs> That's. I mean, they haven't. I mean, they they do in this episode decide that teenage girls are the best energy, but they haven't decided that yet. And they, I think that I feel like they only decide that because because they're jealous of each other which we'll get to soon like i don't think that's true <laughs> i think that energy is energy well that and it is you're, you're right they have like they've clearly never been teenagers before because anyone who's actually been a teenager would never ever 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 take that form i mean they basically <laughs> just sign them up themselves up for homework and tests and all the banality of high school. The only explanation yeah. I can make is that they are naturally youthful, and that when they turn into humans, they look like teenagers, and that's all there is to it. Like they must and they not. Can't, they can't magic up a fake ID. No, no. <laughs> just be like, like, 
like like Anne can't just go to the store and when someone tries to stop from buying beer, just go, Oh, you're so sweet. Here's no. my ID. No. Like marry me. <laughs> no, no rest of the can't maybe their way out of this? <laughs> no. They oh, just have on. they just look too too young. And then like Devin said, why would they both come at the same time? So they go, Well, it must be brother and sister, and then we'll be I mean Listen, it's so convoluted, but it results in the most convoluted but awesome plot of all time. <laughs> as we are about so, to get into. Wow. Well, I mean, I I think it's awesome, but that that's pretty high praise. Yeah. I don't they know. decide they decide that what they should do with their time after traveling the galaxy is to go to Crossroads Middle School, aka right. Middle School. Oh. Uh, and they are introduced under their uh, cover names of uh, Seijiro Ginga. And Natsumi Ginga. Now, why are these and, names so cool? Because the, they immediately go like, that. Na- those well, names are so cool, they're like, they're made up. And I don't understand why. Because, I actually went and looked it up. Because, oh, uh, yay! Th- their names are like what aliens would refer to themselves as. <laughs> uh, Ginga means galaxy. Seijiro translates as 10th son of the stars. <laughs> uh, so wow. his name is 10th son of the galaxy stars. And Natsumi is Summer Beauty, so she is the Summer Beauty of the Galaxy. That is their names. Nice. That is what their name. That is awesome. In America, they're uh, Alan and Anne Granger. <laughs> not, not nearly as. as uh, but it's funny because they went. They went for. It sounds kind of like Ginga Granger, rather than being like they could have called them. You know. Universe galaxy? or galaxy. They or could have called them galaxy. It even starts with a G. I guess people would have been like, that sounds really fake. But that's what happened in the... I do Well, <laughs> I do like that Melvin Umino goes, that sounds almost like it's made up. Well, he's standing next to Bunny Rabbit Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. That's yeah, true. he is. Uh, in the in the deke dub, he goes, I wonder if they'll want to join Dissection Club. And they go, dissect yourself, Melvin. Yes, that happens. <laughs> Because I know there's when there's plot. new people there's that show plot. up at Who's my school. Who's the faculty advisor for dissection club? It's Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> Mel- and Melvin is going to be chopped up and served to Usagi. Oh, who's going to be such like, a good... These pork buns are delicious. I there, can't I just wait. I can't oh wait. Else needs to read it. No, oh I, need, I, want to, I want details. I want details. Oh my god. I want to. So, uh, I want to hear his class lecture. Is what I want to hear too. It's going to be oh so good. God. Jordan. So, uh, Seijiro and Natsumi are instantly popular because they are perfect, beautiful alien people. And, uh, everybody's crowding around Natsumi and, uh, they all go like, wow, you're so cool. And she's like, yeah, I'm so cool. I can speak English. And then they're like, oh, say something in English. And she goes, she literally goes, buddha, 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 buddha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And every, and like, even Usagi knows that's not right. Like, <laughs> Like everyone is like, oh, they're liars. <laughs> they they have her do French in the in the other one, but again, it's just fake French. It's like maybe, yeah. it's like ooba dooba zooba dooba doo. And they're like, oh, that's real French. Though. <laughs> that's real French. Oh, and she's just Devin's that good. Yeah, I am. <laughs> um, but yes, because uh, and in case you didn't, we didn't mention. Uh, Usagi and Naru are in love with Alan. Yes, instantly. obviously, from instantly. first sight. From Duh. first sight. Uh, and so while they're t- talking to a- Anne about how impressive she is, uh, Alan starts blowing his little flute again, and all the girls come running. Apparently, it's a Pied Piper song for for teen girls. <laughs> so at this point, Anne says, "Alan, that's your bad habit again." So are we to assume that Alan has a habit of traveling to new planets and seducing their middle schoolers? 
I think well, she, I thought she just this, meant playing the flute all the time. I would but assume maybe that. that's no, because no, I'm married to someone who just plays the ukulele all the her. time. Well, yes, he, she's into it, but 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 that's the thing is when she shows up after he's played it for when he okay so he plays it the girls come running he sees Usagi falls in love with Usagi at first sight says I want to play this for you and he plays the song and Anne is like that's the song you only play for me no that's what she says in the uh, American oh, was dub. that the American one oh. yeah she doesn't say that in the Japanese because it was funny because in the American dub she only play, uh, he only plays the one he song. only he only plays one song <laughs> so that is not only the song he plays for her that's also the song he plays when he's bored and the song that he plays to make cardians come to life so <laughs> that's well, so that's, then, that's uh, the other thing as that, he's, as, well first of all melvin pulls out his recorder yep. and tries to uh, impress naru <laughs> with it and awesome. she takes it away and hits him in the head rightfully so the the thing that i like uh, to think about the, the 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 alan flute is i've decided I've, i would like it better if the flute isn't magical at all and he's just really annoying and plays it all the time so like you don't have a magic ukulele <laughs> right, or anything right right and so but, like uh, as though like he go, he goes like we're gonna go do the important magic thing and he hits like play on the magic button but then he's like i've got two seconds and he goes i'll just play the song again <laughs> I, <laughs> he just plays I so want you to be right i so want you to be right <laughs> So there we go. So uh, then in the hallway, as uh, Alan is uh, making eyes at Sailor Moon, his sister shows up and is very possessive of him and doesn't <laughs> want him to hit on these other girls. And again, nobody goes, hey, that's a little weird. That's, that's a little weird. Your kid's sister weird. is giving you the stink eye. Well, yeah. get get used to that because there are many more episodes where it's a lot more blatant and no one goes, <laughs> what's going on between these two? Like They're very protective. No. That's all. They're just yeah. protective. I, I think Alan and Anne are entirely why they thought it was okay to make uh, the Outer Sinji cousins. Like, I think that's... <laughs> so uh, they're walking home and Anne is really so excited. She's like, yeah, you're, you're always eyeing other females. Is what she says. No, right. well, but first, first, he gets mad at her. It's the, the conversation starts with him going, "Yeah, you got to not do that thing you did today." And she's like, "Uh, same to you, asshole. Don't be hitting on other girls. How about that?" And no sooner has she said it than she catches an eyeful of Darian Shields, former <laughs> child model, and also her ideal male. <laughs> That's what she says to herself. My so, ideal male, such so beautiful. That he was microwaved back to life in the Dark Kingdom to be made into a pretty ornament for Queen Beryl's bedroom. Yes. He is walking around in his, you know, green green jacket and purple pleated pants and black Mm t-shirt that he likes Mm -hmm. to wear. That's the style. Has anybody cosplayed in that outfit? They must, right? But it would be hard to find purple pants. surely there is. Dude, there there are people who are just, like, accidentally wearing that outfit. What do you mean? No, purple pants, despite what the Hulk comic tells you, purple pants are not not easy to find. Yeah, if you you look up, this is actually, you might want to put this one on Twitter, uh, because this is, I just looked up Mamoru cosplay, and, like, the first result is perfect. Oh, really? Uh, Here, check it out. This is is really great. Oh, hang on. Oh, wow, yeah, there's some purple pants. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, see, but those are the ones you just sent are gray pants, man. Those are gray. Oh, I guess they are. But I'm finding some purple. Are we back in a Are we back in a Luna situation where purple is supposed to be gray? (laughs) There you go. No, no, (laughs) no. Yes, because Luna is actually gray. Gray pants. Those are gray pants. Yes, those are gray pants. But Luna is black and looks gray and is not purple in any sense. (laughs) Then those aren't purple pants. (laughs) 
Take a look at the one I just sent you the link to. That one is actually purple. That guy went the distance, found oh, the purple why pants. Why are I getting any links? I want that they're, they're in, a loop Oh, because we're in Skype. Jacket. I'm sorry. That is clearly a loop in the third jacket. The one I just sent? Yes. It's possible. You're not seeing these, Dev? Oh, that's a bummer. Because she, no. she's on her phone rather than... Because I'm just yeah. on my phone. I like... I like this one that I just found because it is a it's a Memoru cosplayer and a Usagi cosplayer and Memoru is about a foot and a half taller than Usagi. Um, I'm seeing which like is pretty great a Usagi and Memoru cosplayer who are like naked in bed together. I mean, you can't see anything, but they're um, <laughs> like it's just okay, like they're all, doing a weird romantic pose. But I need to have my own Google. The party. only reason I know they're, they're they're cosplaying is because she has the buns in her hair. Otherwise, it would just be a blonde guy and a dark haired girl <laughs> in bed together. But she's got the buns here. I just sent you the link, Chris. Wow. Yep. That is what that is. <laughs> How weird is that? Um, anyway. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Um, and is really, like, instantly into Memoru. So now we instantly. have a fantastic love pentagram going on. Yes. So, yeah. What, what has happened here? Let's just t- to spell it out to show how ridiculous it is, a la the opening scene of uh, A New Hope being ridiculous once you've seen the prequels. Yes. There's a pair of lovers from outer space come to earth there's two pairs of lovers from outer space that have come well, to earth. technically you're right <laughs> but a new pair of lovers comes from outer space to earth and both of them fall in love with the members of another pair of lovers who came to earth from the moon who have both lost their memories of being lovers and so yes. it's this perfect love square except with weird memory lo- it's so weird it's so but, so weird but what makes it even more complicated is that memory does not give a fuck right now <laughs> not right now no he has no idea he's in this Yes. He has, no, he has no idea he is part of a love pentagram right now. Who's the number five? Why do you keep adding a fifth one in? The Doom Queen Tree? Beryl. Queen Beryl? No, she's gone. She's dead. Yes. Thankfully. She did tell... That's, that's probably what happened. She called Alan up and was like, there's this hot guy on Earth. You should go check it out. Alan or Anne? Anne, I mean. I'm sorry. Did I say Alan? Yeah, you did. <laughs> Damn it. Earth has wonderful energy and a really hot guy. <laughs> Those are so, other fanfics that that exist, I'm sure. Back back at the apartment slash Wait, other dimension. No, no, hold on, hold on. We you missed so uh, Anne follows Darian to the point where she, she falls over like dying from loss of energy. Yeah. And has to be mm-hmm. like carried back to base by Alan. And so so seeing Darian caused all that energy to run out of her. <laughs> uh so Isagi in her pajamas is talking about how Seijiro is immediately in love with her, and she says, oh, it's a curse to be so cute. Yep. He, he has, uh, he has really good taste. Great. He has really good taste. Luna <laughs> rolls her eyes, which is weird, because if you saw a cat, like, if you saw a cat rolling its eyes at you... I might like, go insane. You were talking about. Uh, I might go insane if I saw a cat rolling its eyes at me. <laughs> My question is, so Luna, Luna is rolling her eyes because she's like... Oh, typical girl, like, falls in love so easily and really dumb. But, like, isn't <laughs> Luna going, she's meant to be with Darian? Like, like they, it's like they don't you care think? about that. They don't care at all about they the destined love. They do not give a fuck about that relationship at all. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, if he gets his memory back, he gets his memory back. That'd it's be fine. nice. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so then they, do to- not, they do not, for the sake of her sanity, bring back his memories. Just so no. that she is not like horribly depressed 
because her destined moon lover doesn't remember her at all. So back up in their swanky well, penthouse apartment. Well, wait, wait. Is, oh, Luna no. also says, what is this uneasiness I'm feeling? And you can read that as <laughs> Luna being kind of mystically attuned to energy sucking monsters. Or you can read that as Luna going, wait, did she just say someone new moved into town? Who's really pretty? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> we went what, through this 46 times. <laughs> Also, giant crater right outside our our door. Yeah. Oh, oh did, was there? Did something fall out of space and then two new transfer students showed up? Oh, okay, <laughs> Artemis, Artemis, get over here. We we gotta talk. <laughs> so yeah. so a swank Back apartment, the, uh, decked the apartment out, dimension. Full full. It's got full uh, uh, furniture now. It's a beautiful place, and it has a portal to another dimension with a giant tree. <laughs> a giant tree. Now, what do they call it in the, the Japanese? The Makaiju. Makaiju? What does yeah. that trans- translate to? Do you know? Hell tree. The hell tree. That's new. Because in the, yeah, in America, they call it the doom tree. Yeah, yeah. Hence um, the doom tree series. Yes, yes. And now, uh, is the band doom tree named after this? Do we know? That'd be cool. Uh, I, I think so. I uh, think so. They do uh, make yeah, nerdy my, references, right? We actually just uh, hung up in my apartment. My, uh, my girlfriend's from Minneapolis, and... Uh, we just hung up in our apartment. She has a big Doom Tree print. So in the living room, nice. the, the, the Doom Tree hangs over us all. Cool. So yeah, wait, are really, you talking really about cool. the band? Or are you talking about yeah, the, the thing? For, okay, the I couldn't tell. She has like a, a print for a, a show that they had live. <laughs> I couldn't tell if you meant the actual thing from the cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> that that would be maybe even cooler. Who knows? D- does the does the poster need constant energy? Uh, I don't know, but I have. I was super tired this morning. Oh no! So maybe so. Maybe I'm losing my energy. Maybe there I'm losing go. my energy, Jordan. <laughs> uh, so, so they're using the, the the energy of the Doom Tree to uh, replenish Anne, uh, and then we get to see the new eye catchers because we go to commercial. Uh, the first one is before last time we just had a Sailor Moon standing with her back to us, and then she turned around and when they called her name. Uh, this time we have little chibi scouts. Little chibi scouts. Oh, is this? That's right. This is the first appearance of the little chibi scouts. Yep, I love They're these. Super cute. And they go Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon. Ar. Next year they go like Aru. 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 So they need energy. <laughs> now, when you're in the Juban district, where do you go for energy? <laughs> now, where do you go? <laughs> Literally every time you need energy. I, I would probably go to Naru's house. But see, that's the thing. They actually, it, like I said, it's because of jealousy. They they bring up like a bunch of screens of a million possibilities for energy. There's this look. Look at all these plants. Look at these wildlife creatures all hanging out together. Look at this fleet of horses that are running across the <laughs> land. Oh, and then there's also these kids in a disco. And Anne's like, I think you should do teenage girls. <laughs> Let's get rid of all teenage girls. And Alan's like. What about the boys? And she's like, shut up. <laughs> Just the girls. Uh, and when she's out of energy and is kind of like laying on the doom tree, is in some like mega seductive poses. <laughs> That's true. It's very like She is like, she is erotically sprawled on the uh, vines of the doom tree. <laughs> it's totally true. It's totally true. But yeah, so I think the only reason they're targeting teenage girls is because Anne is jealous of all the teenage girls who like Alan. Oh, in the, uh, in the, uh, in the American, when they're, when they're, Looking at all the screens, or the screens, the visuals of everything. When they get to the scene of the ki- the kids in the disco and the kids on a date, Anne goes, "Stupid humans! Look how they wasted on dancing and romance." 
um, which is fun. <laughs> after after she saw a dude that was so hot, she almost died. <laughs> yes. Literally. So she knows oh, what it is God. to waste energy on hot guys. Literally. They do, they do, Jordan. They do say that the the energy of the human race is it is fresh. It's a mm-hmm. new, fresh kind of energy <laughs> that is that is different from the energy that you would get from horses and butterflies, which are the other things they look at. <laughs> now, one yeah, thing that I actually do. <laughs> Go ahead. One thing that I actually do really like about this is that they are kind of sympathetic. Like, they're not, like, like the Negaverse, the, the, the Dark Kingdom, is clearly trying to conquer the world, and right. they also murdered Sailor Moon's mom. Right. They are trying to kill people and conquer the world. At this point, Alan Nanner just like, yeah, we have wandered around the galaxy looking for a place where we could live in peace. We just need to feed on energy or we'll die. Like, like yes, they are creating monsters and they are supervillains, but also they are like this is an act of self-preservation for them, and they don't really like, they don't want to conquer anybody. They literally just want to go to school every day, and like <laughs> at night they're gonna have to suck somebody's energy out, right? Or else they'll die. Like they're like vampires. Kind of a, yeah, they're like they're like vampires, and they have that kind of sympathetic edge of, of vampires. Like they're not Alan and Anne. I like because they're the first villains that we've seen that are villainous out of necessity out of a, uh, as opposed to being like just 100% evil. they don't actually seem that evil they're just kind of shitty teens yeah. you know in the in the same way that all cow and and chicken television shows have us as the evil bad guys yes exactly like all those great cow and chicken television shows <laughs> that's right that's right well they don't show them to us come on now oh the ones that the cows and chickens watch you mean okay yes 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 i, was so I have I have the, I have expanded cable, so I get those. Oh, that's nice. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, they're very boring. Oh, their version of Food Network is terrible. <laughs> S- slop. Literally watching. Chopped, literally the, watching grass grow. Yeah, the, the basket <laughs> ingredients on their version of Chopped are always just grass, <laughs> grass and <laughs> corn. That's it. Oh. Um, so uh, we also find out that we see the new monsters, which are called Cardians. They are no longer Yoma. They are Cardians because they are made from cards. Here is my question. Did they ever make these cards? I don't think Oh, that would be so, so cool, though. That would be a great tarot deck. Well, now, did you guys ever watch Cardcaptor Sakura? No. Okay, all the villains in Cardcaptor Sakura are, like, you open up this book called The Clow, and these big tarot card-looking things come out, and they turn into monsters, and this little girl has to go around and turn them back into cards and collect them all. There is a toy, and I have it because it's, like, a really cool toy, that's just the book with, like, you know, it's like a plastic book, and you open it up, and it's hollowed out, and it's got all the cards, which is, you know, a really cool thing because it's, like, a prop from the show that was, like, 12 bucks at Walmart or whatever. Well, I would assume that they never made car- the Cardians, but... Sailor Moon fans out there who know more than us, which is pretty much all of you, uh, let us know. If if they did yeah. make Cardians, we, we want to know about that. We are literally just the Sailor Moon fans who bought microphones. That's, <laughs> that's all we are. You all know more than we do. <laughs> Maybe. So they summon Wildside, the X-Force villain. No. Who is, yeah, I'm pretty no. sure that's him. No. I'm pretty sure that's it's, him. It's a lady, and her name is vampire yeah but she also looks exactly like wild side from x-force a little bit just a little bit a lot bit no he's got circles around his eyes i do he's got circles around his eyes that's the only difference because if that's the only difference man i don't even know what you're talking about but that's really weak okay look uh devin you're in the you're in the skype window right 
No, she I, can't. She says her thing. She's on her no, phone, so she can't see him. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm could, using my Skype app. So we could no. pause for a second, and she could come out here and look at it on my computer. Okay, I want you to look at this and tell me this is not the exact monster we are we are watching right now. Okay, come here for a sec. No, it's not. Anyway, it looks exactly looks exactly like him. It doesn't it? Here, this this guy here. <laughs> it doesn't look exactly like him. It's pretty close. <laughs> It's, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. <laughs> no flower and not green. <laughs> She's going back now. I'm back. They have the same hairstyle. That they do. I'll give you and that. The, and, and, the, the same and the same size. Same thighs. Same thighs. <laughs> so anyway, yes. This plant monster, because you know, that is That's what a plant you would name. call a plant monster. Yeah, plant who, name. And is a Pokemon, by the way. Sucking- <laughs> Can only say her name. Right. Uh, starts sucking energy from people. Where, where where did the where did she go? That's my like. Where did she go? Where was she drawn to to get the most energy? Was it the alley outside jewelry store Osopi? Yes. Was it was it right outside Naru's house? It was. Yes. So yes. Naru, hearing screaming, goes to her window, opens it up, and gets attacked by this monster. Two things about this. Because, you know, it's a Wednesday. <laughs> right. One. Oh, also, Naru has new pajamas. Season two pajamas. Oh, in yes. The house. Yes, you're right. Same pattern, different color. Yep. That That is some attention to detail you got there, my friend. She had very specific orange and she green very specific pajamas. pajamas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're right. Uh, same pattern. Two, two things about this. Usagi doesn't have her memories. Memory doesn't have her memories. None of the scouts have their memories to the point where Usagi doesn't even remember Amy. Like, she's like, oh, yeah, you're that smart girl from from the other class, right? Does Naru have her memories? Unclear. Unclear. Because... Does Naru remember being put into a coma four times? Um, I think... Yes. I I would say... I would say yes. Because... In, in a spoiler warning from the next episode. No, even in this episode, she, both episodes, they mention it. She she says that uh, weird things seem to happen all the time. In fact, at, you, you, and, and and two seconds from now, so she gets attacked. Uh, yeah, by the well, way, that's what I was going to say. That's my second thing. Luna literally says, "I gotta say, that girl sure gets her energy sucked a lot." <laughs> <laughs> right. They and actually Artemis, started and realizing Artemis it. Says, "Don't be impressed." Which I no time I, for, to be impressed. Yeah, I, it just this is a, a nonsensical. Like, was was Luna sitting there in awe, going like, "Damn, she must have the tastiest energy on earth." <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> what's nice too is that the cats. We we didn't mention the cats uh, have been debating: should we bring Usagi back? But they they go no. Like she's got such a nice life. We don't want to ruin her life by making her Sailor Moon again. We two cats who can talk and are smarter than cats are going to fight a monster <laughs> ourselves. Which, that's impressive, that they are going to try. They fail. They fail. <laughs> that's, that's, that's impressively <laughs> ridiculous. Artemis gets backhanded out of the air by this yep. monster. Fortunately, Naru was on the phone with Usagi talking about cute boys. Yes. So, which, by the way, Usagi took the time to put on a full outfit. She put on a polo shirt, a sweater, a jacket, a skirt, socks, and shoes before, like, after she heard her friend being attacked over the phone. Like, Yusagi does not show up in her pajamas that she... She even takes the ribbons out of her hair. Deke dub. 
Deke Dub, mother goes, what's going on? Yusagi, or Serena says, we were yakking and something happened. Yep. It's true. We were yakking. We were yakking. We were just yakking. So Yusagi shows up, and in her civilian outfit, which we've talked about how much I love this before, when when characters do their superhero stuff in their civilian clothes, she does the the speech. Yep. She says, Uh you know, like for attacking Naru, and she does the I'll punish you. Because the... Yeah, seeing a monster and a talking cat, she decides she must be dreaming. So she just she hasn't becomes... seen a talking cat yet. She no, she did like, before she does the moves. She does, yeah. Luna says, so, oh, says yeah. like tells her to like run or she something, does. and You're she right. goes, "She does." I must She's be dreaming. Like, Why are you talking? <laughs> <laughs> and then she does it because she thinks if I'm in a dream, I can just be the most powerful person. Uh, and okay. then it confuses her anyway. She's like, "Why did I say I'll punish you?" That sounded familiar. Yeah, that's so weird. That's Again, such a strange catchphrase for me to have now that I think about it. Even though I, like everyone else has probably gotten used to it, that's a weird catchphrase. <laughs> And again, cats so, jumping, getting backhanded and smashed out of the air, which is so sad. Yeah, so Artemis distracts the monster, and Luna decides to reactivate uh, Sailor Moon's memories. She goes in and puts her memories back in, which I guess is a power that they have. It's literally <laughs> never been mentioned before. called the Luna Mind Meld in the Deke dub. Um, of course it is. I called it a moon it meld when I was looking at it. No, because here's the thing about that. You're, you're right. To call it, you have to call it her reactivating her memories. Because what I, what should happen, it seems like, is Luna goes, all right, I'm going to do Luna Mind Meld. And Serena's going to go, oh, I remember being a cat and training myself <laughs> and <laughs> watching myself make a bunch of poor decisions and being disappointed. <laughs> Well, I'm really, I eat way too much. I'm going to get fat. <laughs> like, somehow she, Luna is able to give her her own memories back, not Luna's memories of her memories. Right. So there you so go. Luna, Thank goodness. Luna shoots a laser beam out of the moon on her forehead into Usagi's forehead. And I was watching this thinking, you know, she really should have shot it out of her butt. <laughs> like, she either should have shot it out of her butt or done, like, or given her something. Like, did Yusagi never wonder where the giant golden jewelry she wears every day came from? Nope. Not at all. So Luna shoots this laser into Yusagi's forehead, and we see clips of the last episode. We see all the scouts dying. We do not see anything but clips of the last episode, which is hilarious. Like, we only see her beating Queen Beryl and her friends dying. So she remembers that she is Sailor Moon. And then she transforms! Dun- yeah and uh, then she goes out to fight uh vampire or vampile as they called her in the american and uh you know shocking she wins <laughs> is anything else yeah, I know. It's so, but she uses <laughs> she uses her moon tiara yep moon tiara uh, magic. because for reasons that we will find out in the next episode she uses her moon tiara which is her original finishing move uh, and just turns this cardian into dust. And it's interesting, she doesn't even consider healing it, no. despite what monsters have been to her previously, which are like, you know, people changed into monsters. She it's, just doesn't even consider that possibility. She's just like, and you're dead. It seems pretty clear to everyone involved that this monster is a plant of some sort. <laughs> so they <laughs> they just kind of go, this is a plant Fair creature, enough. I'm going to kill it. Fair enough. Uh, and she does. And the monster says, cleansing. Cleansing! <laughs> Uh, we, we kind of harken back to the days of refresh, but the monster yells out cleansing as it dies. Doesn't die. Turns into a card. Well, sure. Because it's a cardian. Yeah. 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 So you're dusted negatrash. (laughs) Although I guess you're no longer negatrash. I guess you're space galaxy trash. She actually says. You're just trash. You're weed. I weed whacked that 
what what was it? I weed whacked that in the deke. I forget what it was. I, I they, she definitely says she weed whacked her. <laughs> then Alan and Anne appear as a giant hologram in the air. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not just announce your intentions? Alan and the holograms. <laughs> and yeah, yeah Alan. And they don't say like, why don't they just say, "Hey, what the fuck?" We like if like first of all, Nari's gonna wake up in two hours. She's gonna be sleepy tomorrow. Like, also, we, yeah. we need that to live. <laughs> yeah, they're very you're, good point. You're, you're gonna be a little bit fatigued in the morning. We're gonna die. What the, to, yeah. Come on. Instead, they just show up back to back looking like Team Rocket and be like, I'm a noble nomad of the universe. And he's like, <laughs> he's like okay, I'm going to kick your ass. You guys, you guys are assholes. <laughs> and sad, sad, Yusagi is back to being Sailor Moon. Bye bye to her normal life. The end. So that is the that's the start of Sailor Moon R. The start of Sailor Moon Returns. For romance and rock and roll. <laughs> I don't know if it stands for rock and roll. I'm pretty sure it stands for rock and roll. Uh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. So that does it. Uh, now, I feel like we learned a lot about how to act when you're uh, going to a new school. <laughs> Me too. But you know but what? What What did we learn? What were we supposed to learn from this episode, Jordan? Nothing. N- what? There is no Sailor Moon says. Now, I there is one next episode. So it's not gone yet, but for this, there was no Sailor Moon Says. It may be because on the uh, American version, there's an extended opening that summarizes... The history. The history of everything. It, it starts with, there was a moon kingdom, and then they the, should, they were attacked, and the and shit queen happened, sent blah, them blah, to blah. the earth, and they were reborn, and then they fought, and then they forgot it all. They, they do like an extended thing that goes over all that, so I'm guessing that's why, but there is no Sailor Moon Says for this <laughs> They did episode. it for people like me, who had never watched the, the show. That's true. Bought the Doom Tree series at their store, out of nowhere. <laughs> also, it's worth noting that the American air date was... Not well. I guess it, it was pretty close. I was going to say it wasn't the week after, like it was in Japan, but it was only at least in Canada. It was uh, October twenty fourth was when Day of Destiny came on, and the Return of Sailor Moon was on November tenth. So it was only a couple weeks. I'm, I'm I'm actually surprised it was that long. I would have thought it was like a day later because I thought they did all these episodes at once, but I could be wrong. I I didn't realize. I would have thought it would have been one of those things where it was like. Like, you know, because we've talked about watching them on Cartoon Network and watching them on on Toonami, and you just get to the point where it would just rerun for a little while. And then, you know, oh, suddenly there's new episodes. Like, hey, by the way, new episodes next week. So very weird. At any rate, um, so there was no Sailor Moon says, but we could still we could still learn what we learned. All right. Well, Devin, what did you learn from this episode of Sailor Moon? I learned that if there is a giant explosion in town. And a giant crater hole the size of a parking lot is there. Something might be up. It's, it's enough to give you a bad feeling. It's enough to give me a bad feeling. I will have a bad feeling about that. <laughs> oh. Jordan, what did you learn from this episode? I learned how, how much girls love flute playing. <laughs> like, I never tried that in high school, just walking around playing the flute down the hall. But apparently, I should have been. It's not too late for you. <laughs> I mean, it's too late for high school, yeah. so don't even think about that. But... I'm going to go back to high schools and do that. Is that cool? No. <laughs> Creepy. Uh, I learned that it is literally possible to be so hot that you can make someone die just from looking at you. <laughs> so remember to never look directly at your crush, Sailor Moon says. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Uh, yeah, I really like this episode. Great episode, uh, honestly. 
I like like Devin said, I love how quick it moves through the opening, so you still have that feeling of, you know, oh, here's Usagi being silly, then here's, you know, her remembering she's Sailor Moon and transforming. Uh, I love that, you know, they do kind of play with that tragedy at the end of the idea that Usagi never wanted to be a superhero. <laughs> like, okay. that she really hates it. Uh, I love that all that stuff is in there. I really love Alan and Anne. Uh, I love their designs. I love the idea of the Cardians, because again, like, I, like, that's a thing that has to happen. Like, weird villains made out of playing cards and trading cards are such a, like, easy sell uh-huh. for any kind of superhero adventure. I love that gimmick. I love the Doom Tree. I, I, I really, I, I love that they go after Molly again and will go after her again <laughs> tomorrow or in the next episode. <laughs> yep. So much good stuff. But yeah, I really, I'm a big fan of the Doom Tree saga. Devin, what do you think of the episode? Yeah, I, I I loved it too. I mean, obviously, it's incredibly nostalgic for me because that's what Video Sailor Moon was for me for so long was all these Cardians and whatnot. And uh, you know, and 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 like I said before, it you know it it takes you back to the beginning without being tedious. You know, with uh with rehashing the past. And uh, Alan and Anne are adorable. They're just adorable. Yes. This yeah, this love. Uh, I wanted to say quadrangle. Pentacle. This, pentacle. I, I'm gonna no. <laughs> Queen Peril's not love in pentagram. it. This I don't love care. Pentagram. pentagram. I just like the idea of a love pentagram. I just wanna. It's I wanna a, keep that idea out there. It's a quadrangle. This love quadrangle is hilarious and awesome, and it will be so for the next bunch of episodes. The fact that they fall in love with our two leads is preposterous and silly and awesome and great. And Alan and Anne are ridiculous, but they are so much fun to watch. I, I, I love mm-hmm. them. I love them. And this, this was, like I said, this was also a really good cat episode. So uh, I love that as well. Poor Artemis. Artemis, listen, Artemis is a douche a lot, but he did get a lot of beating he this got episode. His ass he really did. Him he, multiple times, he, starting with, starting you with know, Luna, his only friend, <laughs> starting with his only friend, and then you know, moving onward. But then he scratched the crap out of a uh, vampire's face, which was pretty yeah, cool. He did. Uh, you know, yeah, it was a very fun episode. I really like it a lot. And and Jordan, I know that these are the last good episodes for you. What? The, like the show stops being good after the Doom Tree Saga for you. Uh, why? Because I don't like Rini? Yes. I mean, I do hate Rini, but that's not true. I still like the show. You hate her so much. I that's true. You had you had a Rini hate page on the internet back in the 90s. But I'll tell you. I, I always want to remind our readers, Jordan had a Rini hate page on the internet. It was, and it was really, really hateful. It was it, really, it was really like, angry. Like, it, like, it, disturbingly it was like, so. Yeah. It was a yeah. different time. I was a different person. You had a lot of Jordan, anger. You were an angry Jordan was man. full of hate. Full but of hate. Even with that, even with that hate, I always did love the episodes. The rest of the episodes of Steven. because even though I hate reading, I love Serena. Like one of the episodes, there's an, another episode with a luck shop coming up that I remember adoring, and I don't remember why. But again, because psychics are real. And, no, that uh, is not. That's not why. Oh, oh you know what? We didn't talk about that. We You're didn't right. talk about how Anne has the worst psychic powers. She has the best psychic <laughs> powers in the universe, and they suck. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "You're so psychic. Pick the one that's going to win. This one. Mm-hmm. Well, that one lost. No nope. jerk. So you were wrong. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Jordan, Jordan was like, "That's right. The psychics aren't real." He says, sitting next to me, and I'm like, "Yes, dear." Ah, uh, so satisfying. That's. Again, that's what you're like. You'll give them everything but that. You'll give them reincarnated moon princess. 
You'll uh-huh. give him we brought tuxedo mask no, back to life. Realistically, with HR Giger microwave. Realistically, I would have given Anne it's like Anne having future powers. I would have given it to her because she's not setting up a shop and like selling them. So I probably would have been okay with it. But that being said, they were also just a disastrous failure for her. So I can laugh at that too. And and there was just absolutely no reason. Like they didn't yeah. do it in the deep dub. There was no to reason to be like you have the strongest psychic powers in the galaxy. Pick a card that will defeat, and it's like, what? Why even, like, it's yeah. not going to work? Like, why even have that sentence just so she can not only fail, she can, like, epically fail? Just be like, any card's as good as any other, pick one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, so that's good. Let's, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's be done. <laughs> De- Devin. Yes? Where can people find you on the internet if they're looking? Oh, gosh. Other than LinkedIn? Ah, just kidding. <laughs> I'm uh, at Kaylina on Twitter. That's spelled C-A-Y-L-I-N-A. And uh, and if they want, they can go to the Bronx and visit you at your work. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not in the Joking. Bronx anymore. They oh, right. You're, you're in Brooklyn now. You're I'm right. in Brooklyn now, but good luck finding me. Damn it. I was so close. So close. You were two miles <laughs> They both away. start with B-R-O. Oh, my God. I got confused. I am you on are, Twitter. You are going to get kicked out of New York. I am saying. on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero for an L. I also do want to mention that our episodes are now being edited and, and put together by uh, JJ Mason. You can find him on Twitter at JJ underscore Mason. How about you, Chris? Well, and also you should definitely check out uh, JJ Mason's podcast, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Morphin Grid, right? Morphin Grid, which I am going to start listening to because I'm working my way through a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers episode guide at my day job. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at the ISB. That's T-H-E-I-S-B. And uh, you can also check out X-Men 92. Uh, I co-write that with my writing partner, Chad Bowers. Uh, Jordan is the editor. It's drawn by Scott Koblish with colors by Mac Mella and lettering by Travis Lanham. And it's it's I think when this comes out, the final issue is on the way. Yeah, the final, so the final are, chapter will be out, I think, two days after I put this up. Something like that. Yeah, so go read the previous seven on uh, Comixology and get ready for the the last one. Uh, we will be back next week with Sailor Moon episode 48 for Love and Justice, Sailor Guardians once again. No prizes for guessing what happened. <laughs> and until then, keep your mind on Sailor Business.